up. Hey! Hi. Oh, we're getting right into a video. Check it out, boys. What is this one called, PK? Uh, Jesus Christ in Richmond Park. And we figured out it's Richmond in London? Yes. Where else would he be? This dude's dog is chasing all of those deer. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he can't get his fucking dog back. <laughs> oh, he's just hurting them. Who is filming this? Do you think they have any relation to the dude? I don't know, man. <laughs> or was his dog's the, name Satan? This, this deer. <laughs> no, that's that's what I thought at first, but I think his dog's name is Fenton. Fenton. Wow. Like after Fenton all. Oh. <laughs> This video is video seven years years. old. (laughs) Hey, what's up, everybody? How's it going? Yeah, welcome to episode 24 of the Ape Audio Podcast. We're here chilling out with theoretically nameless band. What's up, guys? Hello, everyone. Yo, 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 yo. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? (laughs) Start. start (laughs) I'm I'm Big Boy Nick over here. I play the drums. Sweet. My name's Nathan. I play guitar. I'm Cody. I play tenor sax and deal with all the uh, bullshit that nobody else wants to deal with when Bullsh- it comes to being in a band. Bullshit like what? Oh, just um, like the manage- management side of things, booking side of things, asking people for money at the end of the night. Getting us opportunities to play, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. So the band started in like 2016, but I think it's like kind of evolved. Since then, is, yes, is that yeah, like, yeah. Do you want to like go into the history a little bit? Because I, I was like trying to do like a little bit of a deep dig, but there's there's not much to go off. Of, so I was just kind of like building a little story in my mind. So I'll see how close I got. <laughs> let's say let's say they started. Um, I'll I'll preface by saying that none of us sitting on this couch um, were there when the band formed. Okay. Oh, interesting. So we're all uh, like later additions to the band. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they started in 2015 or late 2014, probably around then. Yeah, somewhere around then. So a lot of a lot of us used to play in a, another local ska band called the Boss Witch, mm. um, oh, and cool. we broke up in 2014 uh, directly after our Koi Fest set. Mm. So <laughs> and then can be. Wait, why? Why? I gotta know. <laughs> was the Koi Fest like the farewell show? Was it planned to be a farewell show, or was it? It it was kind. It, it was something that kind of happened the night before, and it just came up, and we're like, "Tomorrow's our last show," mm. and we didn't tell anybody. The band knew. Oh, okay. And we played. I would say probably one of our our best shows. Yeah. At that yeah. point, <laughs> and then we got off stage, and most of us were bummed out because we're like, well, "That's it, okay." <laughs> that was and sick, then, but uh, like some guy, guys. some guy came <laughs> up to me and he's like, "Great set, like I love seeing you guys." Like, thanks. Yeah. You're show. never gonna see us like, again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys <laughs> didn't even like say at the end of your no. set that that was it. Yeah, yeah. no, no. You couldn't Half have like hour. a big hurrah or anything like that. Yeah. No. So uh, we think, we I've, broke up. Yeah, I think we were all kind of still processing and whatever. Like, it wasn't something that we had been planning for for a long time but like oh, okay it was kind of sudden uh, yeah, yeah just okay. like one of the members of the band decided like they didn't want to keep going and then we all kind of were like well that's it's kind of shitty that's but the I case mean, then yeah, yeah yeah 
I feel like with uh, instances like that, like people just kind of being like, I don't want to do music anymore. Maybe like the band, it's like, it's kind of always bittersweet because at the same time, you know that you have to support them because they're yeah. like, they're exactly. doing it because like quitting music's a huge thing. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or not quitting music, but like quitting a band or mm-hmm. something like that's a huge mm-hmm. thing. But at the same time, you know, you, you obviously want to respect his decision. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And it, yeah. It, it was kind of a blessing in disguise for, I'd say, a, a few of us too. like myself. I, I was going back to uh, college at that point, pretty much two months after the band broke up. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to dedicate as much time to it. So for me, it, okay. it, it was a bittersweet thing. It, it worked out, but I didn't yeah. necessarily want it to be over. Um. So then, at some point after after the boss switch broke up, then uh, was the inception of of TNB, uh, which they actually started out called uh, tentatively named band because we're just we're so so great at just naming, naming <laughs> bands. Um, and then it was just a four piece, uh, two guitar. Well, our singer Scott played uh, guitar and keys, just kind of switch switched between the two. Mm. Right on. Um, so our Scott, our current bassist Justin, and then uh, our old drummer Josh Rice, and our old lead guitarist uh, Cody Atkinsviller. Okay, Josh so, Rice. What? Yeah, we know. <laughs> so, we know of Josh. Rice. Yeah, you guys yeah. know Josh Rice. Yeah, yeah. yeah great guy. Yeah, shout yeah. out if you're out there, bro. How do you know? Yeah. Um, knowing him through these guys what, at our friends old friends. These guys. Yeah. That's one guy. <laughs> he embodies many many right. people, and by I that I mean through many phases through my life. Christian actually has multiple personalities. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's a dope way for a boss switch to go out with a fucking kick-ass Wait, show. How do you know Josh Rice? Through friends. I don't know. <laughs> friends. Adam. I think Adam and Josh. Unbelievable. Josh. Adam. Josh who? Adam Reinhardt? Josh Cameron. Who the fuck is Josh Cameron? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Terrible. But, yeah, that's cool. Like, a, you know, like kind of like a last hurrah, like playing that kind of show. But also yeah. at the same time not being able to like tell yeah. anybody mm-hmm. it was <laughs> yeah it was really weird it was just kind of like i said we we got on stage we played probably one of the best shows we'd played we we played some new music that we were working on that that nobody had heard before that point and that was kind of it okay so mm-hmm. so then uh <laughs> tnb started um very quietly uh, around 2015 i would say yeah and then all of us just kind of joined on as as time past mm-hmm. yeah so it wasn't all you you guys didn't all join up at the same time no as like a brute force application it's like hey we would really compliment this band yeah i like you first, yeah right? yeah so there was scott who's playing uh guitar and keys and singing and he does most of the writing um and then cody played um not this cody other cody played lead guitar Josh was playing drums, and Justin was playing bass, who Justin's still in the band. And then I joined um, so that Scott could just focus on singing and playing the keys. Right on. Um, so I picked up uh, rhythm guitar. And then JD was the next person to join, like, a couple weeks later on trombone. And then he kind of prompted him yeah. <laughs> to come join us, like... I don't know, not too long after that, eh? Yeah, I I was just like, yeah, I want to play ska. So I've been playing ska since I started playing music. Like, this is my fifth ska band. And every single time I think I'm out, 
something happens mm-hmm. and I get back in on a different so, instrument. On a different yeah. instrument. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a I'm a bassist, and then I'm I'm just like, yeah, you guys, okay, bass is full. He's like, you guys want some more horns? And I went downstairs. I was living above a pawn shop downtown, and I went downstairs, and there was a saxophone there. Cool. I, was like, I was like, that's a that's a beautiful sax. I'm Is it the one with the two blues brothers, brothers in the window? <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, the same really? Yeah. So I was living like above that pawn yeah. shop, and I went downstairs, and there was this uh, tenor sax there that I just fell in love with, and I was just like, all right. I was like, I don't know how to play this, but I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to join cool. TNU. Yeah, I was oh, I was yeah. interested to know like <laughs> yeah. if it, if like it's it's such a weird thing for somebody to pick up like yeah. any horn instrument. Like in my head, it just yeah, yeah. it's such a distant thing. So I was curious if you had like played it your whole life or if you just kind of picked yeah, it up i i bought it i joined these guys and within a month i was playing my first show with them and jd wasn't there so i was like on this instrument i wasn't comfortable with playing my first show how the fuck did you with learn it that band. quickly yeah by playing a it show wasn't that good how to play. Oh. <laughs> I, I was in the wrong key for most of the songs <laughs> <Nice>. and like <laughs> but yeah i mean you're you're yeah you're a natural I'm musician and you've played you you, you played trumpet before right yeah, so I played like trumpet before. you have a bit of yeah. uh experience on like a horn yeah yeah how long have you been doing music for like in just in general like any instrument uh i got my first bass when i was 13 so i've been at it for like 15 years now oh geez yeah. so wow and like i i've, I've been in touring bands and stuff in the past like i lived in vancouver for a little bit and i was in like a signed ska band out in vancouver and stuff cool uh, what band was it they're called uh rude city riot okay um so i did i did a tour with them and then i when i came back in 2013 i joined up with these guys in Bosswich, um who i had known for a couple years and and then i kind of applied what i learned on the road with this other band and i was like all right like let's do this here and it kind of has worked out for us since then so mm-hmm. why'd <laughs> yeah. you leave vancouver uh, i missed i missed home hey same with me yeah it's so expensive yeah like everybody out there is just very like superficial and yeah it's hard to get to know people yeah exactly yeah, yeah it gets yeah. lonely out there are people sweet here my friends are no oh, that's true thanks man oh whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> never mind so um, is your current bassist? <coughs> Pardon me. <laughs> That's <all> right. Damn. <laughs> we, we don't talk. Do we, do we got? Do we got any fishermen's friends? Anything? Um, your current bass player. Uh, today was kind of a weird day. So I met I met Cody like at fucking six in the morning today. <laughs> and then I'm like I'm like editing a photo to like put up on our Instagram, and I'm like looking at the bass player. I'm like, I fucking where do I know this guy from? And it turns out he helped me quit smoking because he, he works out of like a little vape shop oh, like, yeah, just yeah. outside of downtown. Yeah. I was like, oh man, this is such a small world. And then hearing you mention Bosswitch and, and Josh Rice, I'm like, Jesus Christ, like the, the KW like universe is just, it's so teensy tiny, but so broad at the it's, same time. It's true, yeah. Yeah, it's weird mm-hmm. to know everybody. So I, I guess you've kind of been around the block a ton. Um, was he sort of like a godsend to like the rest of the band to like kind of pick up the slack? All this like secret intel that yeah, you guys might have not known about from a tour. Uh, I mean, for sure, yeah. You know, a couple of us have made contacts and like been able to get us some gigs and stuff. But for the most part, it is Cody that's doing all that yeah. stuff, and he has all the contacts from from before. You know, so. He's always out yeah. there networking too. As soon as we get to a show, he finds the person to talk to there, and 
Oh, no, gets okay. another name. That's mm-hmm. awesome. So, yeah, like when I when I joined the band in uh, 2016, the original the original plan from talking to the guys back then was that they just wanted to kind of play a local gig here and there, um, a couple times mm-hmm. a year, and just write some cool tunes and relax. And Nathan and I talked. They were just like, "Man, we don't we don't play in bands. They just play in town." like once or twice a year is like if i'm gonna do this like i want to write music and i want to take it on the mm-hmm. road and like mm-hmm. play in different cities and meet new people and so that's pretty much what we did i was just like all right i was like i'm just gonna start booking shows you guys are gonna tell me yes or no and we're just gonna do it cool so, that's awesome yeah so like i was been. like you said it was like a blessing in disguise almost like it was like needed like just someone to kind of spearhead like the logistics part of yeah. being in a band yeah <laughs> Have you guys watched The Dirt on Netflix? Not yet. I just finished that last week. <laughs> well, what you, what, it's the, it's the, Motley, the Motley Crew, Crue, uh, yeah. mockumentary, documentary, biopic, biopic thing. Biopic yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I heard it was kind of corny, but I've never, I haven't seen it. So <laughs> Super corny, but it's still enjoyable. A lot of yeah. like breaking the fourth wall. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. No, basically what you had just said kind of reminded me of like Mick Mars. And yeah, he's just yeah. like, I'm not here to fuck around. Yeah, <laughs> I got this bone deteriorating yeah. disease. I'm trying to play in a serious oh. fucking band, so let's get it fucking rolling. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, shit. He's like, are you guys, are you guys the real shit, or am I just gonna walk out of this fucking yeah, practice exactly, right now? Exactly. Yeah, so, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, so you guys just dropped a single recently, "Trip and Fall." Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Boys, that shit is fan fucking tastic. Yeah. Holy Thank hell! You. Thank you. Amazing like production. Full, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's so thanks, thanks to this guy. Right yeah, here. I was curious, yeah. Like, yeah. like, what's How going cool. on on the boards? Like, where are you guys recording? Who's who's producing? Who's engineering? Um, so. I'm doing all of the recording and, and mixing and everything for the group right now. Hey, man. Good job. Yeah, thank That's you. Awesome. And we yeah. do it for free in our jam hall. Yeah. Hey. hey. There's two of us. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I, I'm part of a, it's sort of a program or course, or I'm not sure what you would call it. It's online. And you can do anything online these days, and it doesn't. It's not like doesn't follow the the same like strict right, yeah. structures and stuff. But it's a it's like a production course. It's called Produce Like a Pro. It's run by a guy named Warren Warren Hewitt. Um, he's English, but he moved to LA and he's produced like Aerosmith and The Fray and oh, just kinds huge of bands, huge bands. And he works with guys who, um, yeah, who just produced all these huge bands. And he has this has an online course um where uh you can download multi-tracks from shit that he's actually recorded and makes like in his studio um so i've been doing that for a while and i have i have a small collection of mics and like a, a few things on my rack and uh i just i'm learning so much about it and like i when i joined the band Again, like Cody said, they weren't planning on doing too many shows and stuff. So I was like, yeah, you know, these guys are my friends. I'll come and jam with them once a week and, like, I'll play a show. But then I realized, like, Scott's writing some really great songs, you know, and I was like, I kind of want to record them and, like, you know, make them as as good as we can. Um, And that's, you know, that's kind of... I'm invested in it because I'm in the band and it's our music, 
but it's also a great opportunity just for me to work on on my skills as a producer and, sure. and yeah, recording definitely. engineer. It's know? hard to do it on your own stuff though. Right? Yeah, you it get is. down the rabbit hole and you're Absolutely. just like making all these weird mix choices, and then like you listen to it the next I day, know. you're like. I should not mix at two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, if exactly. you're not exactly. through our band yeah. chat, yeah. there is probably some days where there's like seven bounces of a mix and he's just like, okay, I just, yeah. I boosted this, changed this. <laughs> what do you guys yeah. think? And then the next day, okay, I took all that away <laughs> and here's the new one. What do you think now? Yeah. And I bet they're all named final, final one, yeah. Yeah. final, but for real this time. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how do you guys feel when you, when you hear like the first mix he puts up, you're all, I assume you all go like, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. And then he just beats himself up and it, yeah, go, yeah, yeah. it goes down this this long well, rabbit hole. Like literally the day that we decided to release Trip and Fall, he sent us I think like two bounces of it. And I'm just like, "All right, man, like if I'm going to send this to distribution and we want it on like Spotify and Apple Music and stuff by the end of the week, like it's got to go out today. Are you happy with it?" <laughs> and he's just like, it's fine. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. I was just like, man, you're, you're just going to, like, never stop mixing it unless you just, like, like everybody else is is happy with this track right now. Just just, just let it go. It's like yeah. your child. Just let it go, you know? Yeah. Just, like, well, I feel like that's definitely a mix you could look yeah, at and be so proud of. Like, I, I can't imagine how difficult it is to, like, incorporate so many elements. Like, it's one thing if you've got a three- or a four-piece band, but, like, you guys have such a wide range of frequencies going on and so many different parts that I feel like could easily get muddled up, but, like, somehow you just made, like, everything pop super yeah. well. Thanks, guys. I mean, that means a lot. Yeah. Hell, yeah. yeah. No so do you guys got, like, other stuff cooking up right now? or? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we, we're working on, okay, including Trip and Fall, we've been working on four songs so we decided to finish trip and fall completely and get that out and then move on to the next three but we have everything except horns recorded for those three songs uh so we just need to finish doing horns and what's it like recording some horns yeah like, that's, that's what i was gonna ask that's, that's gotta so... be so difficult yeah <clears throat> it how do you mic that? It's a, it's a, how yeah. much do you like for recording man. horns? Like, what's uh, like, what do you use in terms of like the type of microphone? Well, for for trip and fall, that like that's the best horn sound I feel like I've gotten that we've gotten yeah. so far, you know. Um, and I used two mics on each horn. Um, so Cody played into. Was it the Solaris? Yeah, it was the Solaris. Yeah, okay, I have an Auto Audio Technica Solaris. Cool. Um, and I put that in front of the bell, and then I put, uh, or sorry, M Audio Solaris, and then I have an Audio Technica forty forty that I put down beside the the keys. Okay. Um, so that got a bit more of the low end, and then the Solaris got Interesting. some bright you end. Put it on the bottom of the. Uh, yeah, like, like beside right, right where like the valves are uh when you hit the keys and the valves open at the side so that was yeah. mic'd yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and then um for the trombone <laughs> i had um, that, that shit was crazy the trombone <laughs> yeah i got yeah, I, I, my friend like, has such a, a long instrument so yeah. when someone's like moving it like how do you so i have my friend who has a 3d printer print off this clip um that goes on the side of an SM57, and it can hold a pencil condenser. Oh, it's like a little like set, like a stereo setup thing. It's like oh. it's yeah, it's like sort of a crab claw kind of thing. Yeah. So I put them this like right, line them up. So SM57 and the Rode M5, 
And then, did I have the cloud lifter at that point for the trombone? I'm not sure. Yeah, what the fuck yeah, is a cloud, cloud lifter? lifter? <laughs> cloud lifter is it's basically um, a portable, like really tiny. It's almost a preamp, but it's it's okay. um, you. It literally has XLR in on one side and on the other side, and it's like this big. Okay. Um, it's passive, right? Passive, yeah. yeah. Um, you have to well, you have to use phantom power, so you can only use it on. Like, and stuff. yeah yeah um ribbon mics no i'm kidding no. <laughs> uh, yeah can't afford the and then <laughs> it'll it'll boost your headroom by like about 25 db so you can get it right right up in the trombone because that thing is so loud yeah um and it'll be it'll make the 57 like it give it a lot more headroom and it won't, won't interesting you use a dynamic though for a like a like for a trombone uh, yeah um and for whatever reason, it just sounded great. And then, you know, I combined the two, two tracks of each and put them through my compressor. And just, there it is. Yeah. Your and like, mic was pretty crazy, though, too. Yeah. What I, I yeah, I did um, two mics for the vocals as well. Um, uh, I was going to say something with the horns, though. Um, That's all right. Fucking Nick, I'm a piece of <laughs> drummers, shit. drummers, always uh, distracting. The hardest thing I think about recording horns was like not necessarily the setup. Like yeah. experimenting with the setup. Once I found it, I was like, "Okay, that sounds great." Cool. It's um, the, the best. You get the best feel and performance when the guys play and record together. Oh yeah. So it just means you have to do a lot more takes and a lot more editing because no. they both have to play the take right really really well. It's like know? recording like a drum setup. It's like when you're starting yeah. editing like drums and stuff. It's like yeah, everything is dependent on each other. If you move one thing, it just makes everything so. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a whole mess up. of cables because JD and I were standing side by side. We both have two mics on us. We both have our headphones on and like my headphone cable wasn't long enough so we had to swap out the cable with this one and <laughs> oh geez like, yeah so it, it's a bit of a mess but uh it works really really well especially yeah man it comes <laughs> like that track comes roaring in yeah, like the fucking low end, end. I've, I've never, never heard something, something like that, that on a ska <laughs> tune and i've listened to a ton of fucking ska <laughs> yeah. so like whatever you did keep yeah. doing that thanks yeah. man yeah deep yeah. 3d printing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> printing my clips yeah that's, yeah, that's that really, really interesting sweet. how did how did you like did you think of that yourself or did no i found a design i think that? i found a design on reddit yeah okay you know, nice. yeah. yeah yeah and i course. just like sent it to send it to my friend and i was like can you do this he was like yeah cool that's awesome cool. yeah so you dudes played at the 420 fest yep a couple yeah. weeks ago did you have a good time? Oh, awesome. That was fun. We we were I I mean I, I could speak for myself. We were all probably pretty fucking tired by the <laughs> oh end. My God. We did we did a little run of shows that week. So uh starting that Thursday we played Oshawa and Friday we played Newmarket and then we played the four twenty fest and it's like I think it was our first time doing three shows back to back. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, we decided to drive home every fucking night. Uh, <laughs> so we got home at like 4 a.m. every it. single time. God damn. Yeah, climbing into bed at 4 a.m. And I've, I've got a seven-month-old seven daughter at home. Congratulations, so, oh, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I'm just going home, and I was like, I know that I'm going to have to be as energetic as possible when I wake up tomorrow for her. and. Not easy to do. Yeah. <laughs> you look pretty chipper. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I get plenty of sleep, and you look way better than me. 
I don't know. I'm starting, I'm starting to think too much sleep is detrimental to my health. It is. Yeah, so that's what I found. Is like if I sleep, <laughs> I think like six hours is probably yeah, my, there's a my sweet spot. My sweet right? spot. Yeah, yeah. If I go like seven hours, sometimes I'm okay. If I go eight hours, I feel like shit all day. But like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was the show at Harmony the last show of like that little run for you guys? Or it was. Yeah. 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 yeah we played. Yeah. Uh, we played Chainsaw. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Unbelievable, no, dude. Fuck, man. Do your research. Yeah, do some fucking research. <laughs> I get a one out of three Fuck, chance, man. you know. <laughs> How was it playing to the punk rock flea market, like with that kind of shared environment with them? Like, how yeah. did it feel as opposed to like just a regular? show environment 420 was great yeah i didn't mind it i think that was the second punk rock flea market we've oh cool yeah we did uh the punk rock flea market in uh december last year as well which i think was the last show we did before our three shows right we took a a bit of time off to record uh we played uh harmony lunch in january yeah okay um all right and then yeah we took we took three months off of doing shows to to record these four tracks that we've been working on so and just like other personal stuff Yeah. yeah So. Yeah. Did the turnout to 420 Fest blow your minds as much as it did ours? Yeah, man. I was yeah, yeah I was super stoked for them. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy, man. Like, I thought we were because we we shot like this little video, and I thought we were gonna go out and have like maybe a couple people to talk to, a couple little things we could put together. But it was like overwhelming, like quickly. Like we got there like right when things started rolling, and like. I don't know, dude. I've never seen this like kind of energy like since yeah. like like Koi Fest like back in the day. I feel like there's like this total like revitalization going on right now, and it 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 was so relaxed. The environment was so relaxed. Like nobody, yeah. there was no drama. There was no issues, and you had that many people. Yeah, I think Chris Walton had said yeah. like there was no police call. No. Nobody had to be escorted. Out everybody of was high. Venue. The focus was not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's no, it's no Ezra Street. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I was just super excited for the success of it because, like, I I know Chris Walton on a personal level. I grew up with him. And oh, really? I, cool. I used to play in uh, Father Bodies with him. Right. Okay. Um, awesome. And so, like, him and I were talking in the days leading up to the festival, and I know he was, like, super stressed out. And I, I would <laughs> message him each morning and be like, did you sleep last night? Like, are you vomiting yet? And, like, <laughs> so I was just really, really happy for, like, him and uh, Kyle Wappler and all yeah. those guys that were involved in and making yeah. it happen i was just Terry really 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 yeah, happy yeah. for them to to see the success and see the yeah turnout. for sure yeah. <laughs> i mean I, I caught kyle a couple times during the day i was just rushing yeah, around just okay, sprinting right? around yeah. and he booked himself to play an acoustic set too yeah. like in the yeah. middle of the day we were like um i was talking to trauma lanes and he just goes sprinting by and he's like I'm late for my set. And I'm like, what do you mean <laughs> you're you set, dude? <laughs> what are you I was doing? trying to find out what was going on with the back line at um, Patton because my other band played there. Yeah. And uh, I, he was just like all flustered. And I didn't realize he was preparing. And then he runs on stage and just does a bunch of spoken word poetry. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> How the fuck did he find time for all of that? Well, when I, when, I was, uh, when I was interviewing him, he said that. Scene dad. I, I don't know if it was Chris or somebody else who was helping with the event, but he said, my partner is doing three sets today, so I figured the least I could... It was Walton? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Kyle was like, I figured the least I could do was one. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, no, I know. Walton, he's in uh, what, Logger. How many Bad Egg and, fa- and Father Body. Hey, my friend's yeah. in Logger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the drummer. Yeah. So, cool. so yeah, he they're pretty did, intense. They did three sets. He's, yeah. He keeps busy Jeez. in and out. Yeah, so. That's insane. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why you would want to do that to yourself. Holy shit. No one will beat 
Dylan though. Like, how many bands is that guy playing? Yeah, they're. And then he does his like yeah cassettes three, and three radios. Cassettes. Oh, oh, the, that guy runs a uh, uh, three nine. Yeah, what, yeah. Is, is that what it's called? Three, three nine. Three nine. Three nine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's in. Uh, he's the bassist for Father Bodies, and he was he also played with. Uh, uh, Ned Flangers and Death Party Playground nice. that Jeez. night. So he did three sets, but then he's also in like a variety of other bands and stuff too. And like, I had to quit Father Bodies when I found out I had a, a kid on the way because I was like, there's no way I can yeah, keep up with, right. with both bands. And yeah, so. I feel like it's kind of like I didn't realize how much band members were like switching around until I saw all these local bands together at like on like one day. And I'm like watching a band in one place. And I'm like, checking out who's there and then i go to like another venue i'm like wasn't he just playing with what the fuck is going yeah, on yeah, yeah. it must have happened like eight or nine man. times yeah, the there's day so with, much like, of that going on yeah. I mean, what's with crazy. this incestuous music community well i was like how many people have twins dude like, <laughs> that's a much more that's what well, that's what seven joints will do to you yeah, yeah. It, makes you just, it makes you just think you're in other bands <laughs> like i thought i don't know they said we're on six so i just came up with this band and started playing them <laughs> So, um, you guys also got some cassettes done by Three Nines. Yeah, we yeah. Did, yeah. How dope was that? That's awesome. They look so good. Yeah, yeah man, so they look good, sweet. Yeah. So, like, I've, I've been kind of mulling this over in my head for a little while and trying to figure out why tapes. I don't get it. Why are they making a resurgence? But it's, like, such a cool little, like, yeah. like set piece, like, little item to have. Yeah. I think we yeah. have it more as, like, a novelty right. than the way we want to release our music right because like not that many people have cassettes but the people who have it are really into it yeah. right and for mm-hmm. all of us to have one at the end of the day too like it's kind of a cool cool piece for collectors item almost, yeah. right? alongside yeah. of yeah. Being exactly. actual, the actual music we or also like... had all our merch stolen in london oh, what, what? Uh, How did... yeah. some guy broke into scott's yeah. car smashed yeah, scott, a bunch of windows yeah, scott's really needed shirts so he commutes every day and leave it to yeah. london yeah, yeah and that we guy lost all like of you it said there. He so to have some shirts to give away is, <laughs> sure. is a good thing yeah, yeah. We, we've been lagging on getting more yeah. more cds sent out but uh the way the, the so the thing is with our band name uh the one thing we've noticed every time we play shows like people are receptive to us but a lot of people that are intoxicated have no idea how to spell our band name and they, they do not remember yes. us like i watched a guy try to search us on spotify yeah uh like six times and then <laughs> the search results <laughs> he was like you guys are sick man like what's your name <laughs> and i told him and he's standing there in front of me typing our band name into spotify and then it comes up finally and it's spelt completely incorrectly and oh says no God. results and he's You're like right. cool man i just downloaded your tunes <laughs> <laughs> and he like walks away and i'm just like all right so so the the thing I tell people um, when they come to our merch booths now, if, if if they don't have a cassette player, is like you know what, like take buy the cassette because it's all we have right now. But I was like, I'll give you a download code for our album as well. Cool. Um, and at the end of the day, it works as like it's a business card. It's a cassette. Yeah. And it's, it's, a, it's a business card for us. Point. So, it does work. It's yeah. Even shape the size just a little. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When I first started looking into the cassettes, I didn't realize like they were all like decked out with art and like you're getting like custom colors and stuff yeah. done. So like I, I, oh, cool. I, I get it. I get it now. Yeah. Like I and I I was merely looking at it like why would somebody want to put their music on like an inferior 
it like degrading it does seem like a very like hipster <laughs> yeah. thing to do i agree yeah, but yeah Dil- dylan uh three nines three nine cassettes he does like really really good work with it and like yeah yeah he works super hard i've seen him i've seen him in his little like studio before and he he's pulled like all-nighters to get a band's release ready for the Jeez. next day yeah like where he's, he's just sitting there and he's yeah. just like making like 50 copies of a cassette and he's just in there all night just drinking coffee and beer and like yeah yeah he, he so, works harder in this yeah, scene than yeah, yeah so, most people yeah, yeah we're yeah. trying to bring him on the show but maybe we'll just go stare at him fucking work because that's how <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah just like, there with the mic just like so what do you so what do you do <laughs> now, do you do now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> copying this tape <laughs> that actually be pretty cool yeah yeah man for sure <laughs> yeah, yeah no, we, we, we should get that later. lined up yeah, <laughs> yeah that guy's well, great. i, I have been in touch with him no, you haven't. I have. Nope. I think he also, uh, in some of the B-roll we had for the 420 video, shows up as a disembodied voice screaming out, Have oh, hope rules! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Kyle, when he's getting so when he's, uh, yeah. Oh, that was with Kyle? Yeah. Uh, Unless it happened multiple times. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. heard either. a lot of people screaming <laughs> in that video. Yeah, there's a lot of people yelling, despite I don't think anyone being really that intoxicated. Yeah. Through alcohol. But yeah, that's... Uh, that guy's grinding super hard on those tapes because I see him yeah. every harmony show now. He's just yeah, there he shows up with just the full spread. Yeah. and it's and he does the radio shows too. Yeah, yeah. every yeah. Tuesday at nine o'clock, yeah. I think. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so, man. He's got yeah. our tunes on there a couple times mm. now. So. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wanted to mention that. I saw that. I think he was like DJing or kind of like hosting like a little sound stage out in uh, like Waterloo Town Square. Trying like, to ice skate. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. There's fucking ska just like blaring yeah. out of, in the middle of winter. I'm like, the juxtaposition is perfect. <laughs> so awesome. This isn't a beach. It's so awesome. So awesome. Or a skate park. I'm just imagining people trying to skank on ice on skates. <laughs> Liability. How how is your your audience reception like when you guys play live shows? You get a lot of people skanking around and dancing and having a good time. Yeah, we will get a handful. Like. Um, Chainsaw is always great. Like I said, yeah. you know, the punk rock, when we had the punk rock flea market, it kind of like forces people to come up a little bit if they're right. watching us. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. They don't want to watch really from sit like at the flea stalls. Yeah. 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 And at Harmony is always an amazing show. Yeah. It's like yeah. whenever we play Harmony, it's like every single person that wants to be there. that's there like really wants to be Everyone's there. In you know? Yeah. Because it, like, it's so focused, though, because it's just so tight. Yeah. That like everyone's mm-hmm. just looking at the front and yeah. everyone can get be pretty close no matter where they are. It's one of those places too that feels like a hometown like refuge. Like yeah. it's kind of tough because like a lot of the bars are just filled up with like students that are from out of town yeah. and they don't yeah. care about like the local scene. Yeah. And I've definitely seen more than a few of them like turn up their nose like when they walk past yeah. Harmony Lunch and shit. Mm-hmm. So like Harmony and like Chainsaw and places like that. It just feels like you're safe and it's kind of cozy mm-hmm. and, and you're at home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, I, I'd say we have a pretty, pretty good reception. Like we've played a couple like festivals and stuff. Like we played the true North beer festivals last year Yeah. and like people seem to really enjoy it. We were asked to tone our language down a little bit. Cause there was some like, <laughs> there was like, really? I was we're, listening we're to the tunes like, and I'm like, wow, these guys are pretty clean. Yeah. <laughs> but so there's, there's definitely a, a positive reception to us. I think we're still kind of trying to figure out, our identity yeah mm-hmm. um because ska is now it's such a broad genre it's still very niche mm-hmm. um, but there's definitely some gatekeeping in the genre definitely for sure. um so we're just kind of trying to find like 
we do really well at punk shows we do really well at like ska specific shows um but it's just trying to figure out where on that line we sit because like trip and fall is a very like uh just a very like fast hard-hitting punk High energy for us. yeah, yeah. Mm. But, but it's got, got like those pop elements too that yeah. like you can you yeah. can kind of like mix and mingle with different yeah. crowds i think yeah. yeah like we played with the the slackers yeah who are very yeah. like last traditional week? yeah last Monday, week at maxwell's yeah. and they're a very like traditional like rock steady style yeah. ska band and like yeah, i find different. a lot of people either lean to that sound yeah. or to like the third wave kind of punk ska thing that we're doing Definitely. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of like it's hard to find that audience, um, especially at the Slacker show. They, they have a, a very like, uh, I'd say like more of an older oriented crowd. So like, right. a lot of people are like, okay, I'm not sure if I came here tonight to listen to Fast Distortion mm-hmm. into. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Scott's like, like one of those weird, yeah. weird genres where you'll get a lot of fans between the ages of let's say like thirteen to twenty-two, and then they kind of fall off. Until like they're in like their middle age, like I feel like people just get like caught up with like working and stuff, and they just don't involve. There's there's a sixty year olds that still wear their pork pie hats and listen to the specials, (laughs) yeah. And then there's the guys that grew up with Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you guys feel like pretty dope that like in my opinion you're kind of like pushing the sound of the genre forward? Like I'm not even lying on that. Like. I, I truly do feel like that. Yeah, I think ska is kind of coming back. Like I hope so. As another, like I don't want to say another wave, but like there's so many bands who are getting into it now and doing exactly what you said. They're just kind of pushing it that extra little bit, putting in like elements of like hip hop and stuff. Yeah, like well, yeah. That, I was gonna say know? like your drums sound like inspired by not just like traditional punk. Yeah, like you, that's, you, that's, you weren't really familiar with ska until I we brought you into the band, ska right? Until I joined the what band. Were you doing? Well, it, de- it definitely shows, and not in a bad way. Not I started bad. in high school. I actually like played the bassoon for a while, nice. and then I sat behind the kit one day and realized that that's what I loved. Um, and I was a, a diehard metalhead in in high school and that's nice. what i played all through high school is like death metal and hardcore and all that type of stuff nice and then i stopped listening to that completely and got into funk nice. and <laughs> funk and jazz kept me for a long time and i'm still really into that so i think my drumming is kind of like a mix between funk and metal um which is weird i think but, it's perfect dude yeah. like to me in ska in modern ska music the drums are so fucking stale like yeah. it's just the three like kind of like breakbeat loops that just go over and over and over and over yeah. and then like i'm listening to your music and it's just it's so fresh and organic sounding like it's not as rigid as i'm used to to yeah. listening to over the past because the other years. elements are like giving it the ska aesthetic yeah but then like the movement behind the it is like slightly variated which is i play with a really weird like most uh, drummers for ska punk all that type of stuff these really bright cymbals really low tune drums and I have high tune drums and really dark dry cymbals so I think that drum sound in itself kind of gives it a bit of a difference Sure. Um, just because it's so much more like you can hear all the hits instead of it just being a big wash. Yeah, I was know? gonna say, as, as opposed to sounding like it's kind of falling over the tops of the tracks, it it really just like punches through and it mm-hmm. kind of yeah. hits you in this different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really I was really nice. happy with the drum sound we got on these upcoming songs too. Yeah. It just like every other recording I've done, like it, there's been something that I've picked on with it, but like as soon as we laid it down, I was just like, "You got it, man!" Like that was it. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What'd you do differently with the miking? Uh, so what we tried this time, I, I mean, I don't know what what Nick has done before Most for nice recording. Close mic Mostly studio, close like traditional rock setup. I think we had five mics, maybe. Um, we did like a variation on the Glenn Johns method. So one overhead, like if if I'm the drummer and my snare is here, you kind of have one overhead above the snare pointing down on an angle. And then you have your other overhead over to the right, kind of between your ride and your floor tom. And those are equidistant from the, from the middle of the snare. And that kind of captures... In theory, those two mics should capture everything, um, yeah. but we close mic'd the kick and the snare as well. Yeah, you had the little the little clip, yeah. and I had uh, the fifty seven and a pencil condenser on the snare, and then the we one room mic as well. Oh yeah, and a room mic. Did you room do mic. that method like through the mix subscription videos that you've been kind of watching, or was that totally through? Just your own kind of idea, like, hey, I'll try Glenn's John as the. I think Nick suggested it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think. uh, Yeah, I think he sent me an an article. The reason that I liked it is that you get a really nice stereo spread. You almost get like drummer vision, um, because you get like a natural pan of the kit, but it's not so exaggerated where you got like your hi-hat cranked to the left and your floor toms way over on the right you still get a bit of bleed through it um but it's just it's more ambient it's not so precise and like strangled to death by all the effects you put on it yeah because like most people you have like your tom channel and that tom channel every now and again you your yeah and like the little bit of low end that goes with it right exactly um but this is just a way more organic sounding recording for sure so you guys had said one of your members predominantly does the writing. Is that for like um, most of like the the rhythm and like melody sections, or like uh, like how do, what does what does the writing process look like for such a large band? Um, so Scott, who's our lead singer and organ player, um, he writes like he writes all the lyrics, um, and he will generally come up with like. A chord progression and like a little and like he might come up with a horn line and stuff like that um and then most of the time he'll come to me and then we'll work together in my apartment and like make a little bit of a demo um which Do we'll... your neighbors love you my neighbor <laughs> I, I live at the top of a triplex and the basement doesn't have anyone in it and the guy on the main floor is pretty cool he um I, he doesn't complain so far. I mean, he he listens to he watches movies and just cranks the shit sure, out of them sure. anyways. You're lucky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. lucky, man. <laughs> yeah, so um that's generally how it goes. Um I do I've written a couple of the songs uh that we're that we're working on right now. Um well like we were talking about before with Scott, generally there's like two or three drum beats mm-hmm. i'll pretty much pick one and send it to nick and be like yeah do something nick more interesting <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah and he always like in our songs have definitely taken on a uh different life had more feel since one of the nick new ones joined. stop motion that one used to be like a strictly like reggae tune and it was very 
chilling and now mm-hmm. it's just become so it's still reggae but it's so it's heavy. this really cool like shuffle in it like yeah, yeah. kind of yeah yeah it's a and... heavy it's a heavy reggae tune it's like reggae core reggae core <laughs> yeah reggae <laughs> core awesome yeah you heard it here first yeah, yeah we should but yeah and the, and, and the horns the horns come up with 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 some of their own stuff yeah. too it's it's like scott will I guess he'll he'll come up with like the bones and and the lyrics and stuff and kind of the band will flesh it out as yeah. it goes but uh, yeah he he does most of like the groundwork for it cool yeah he also fucking murders those keys man yeah yeah <laughs> yeah super skilled mm-hmm. um, yeah his organ sound is yeah is awesome yeah it's kind of refreshing to hear and hear a sound like that. And and just the stuff he writes too, like he, uh, a lot of our songs will go like different places and have like three different sections and different feels and yeah. stuff. And like <laughs> he's a master. He tries to blend genres. Yeah, like uh, the the first track on our EP, uh, Space. We always say that's like our multi-genre song because it starts off like a very fast, hard-hitting punk song, and then it goes into like a very poppy ska song, and then it goes bit reggae and bit dixieland and then goes back to fast cool. punk and like yeah so yeah, yeah. I, I was listening to like he, your your latest record and mm-hmm. uh just going through it i'm like the, the sounds are so diverse yeah. like yeah he listens to so much different music yeah. a lot of a lot of like old school stuff a lot, a lot of stuff that just like yeah. i've never even heard of before you know he, yeah <laughs> i feel he, like it's he, always good yeah. to have one of those friends yeah, yeah. yeah. he draws his influences from so many different that's places cool like the left and, field yeah. influence yeah. kind of the wild he, card he, kind yeah of influence. He, he says like his one of his biggest influences is no effects and you can kind of hear it in some of our songs um and then like he he, he actually introduced a lot of us to like propaganda um, cool. We weren't really listening to them that much, yeah. and then we we were playing card games and drinking beers at his apartment one night. And he put on their first album, and we're just like, Jesus Christ! Like, yeah. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah. he's just like, yeah. He's like, I get inspiration from these guys, and yeah, he listened. To, uh, he grew up in uh, with the Mormon Church. Interesting. <laughs> so he was. He used to. He used to like smuggle punk records into his house and hide huh. them from his parents and stuff like that it's fucking hilarious what a life, yeah. man so yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of his like rebellion he's like i'm gonna listen to fucking punk rock and then and now he uh yeah now he writes music and he's yeah <laughs> wow so yeah. I, I do you guys want to do like the musical history thing i wanted to ask one thing yeah actually, yeah go before ahead. we go ahead with that is um so you said you know working with this guy it's like you can have the song that transcends so many genres are you guys at a point now where you're just you'll just uh any idea is like accepted and you just kind of see how far you can go with that or do you guys see something being like you know if it's gone too far you're like okay we need to like reel it back a bit like it's kind of going i don't think we hit that point yet no that's awesome yeah yeah (laughs) we've we've been spending a lot of time with this band called copper crown from toronto and uh, so we just did like our our three day run that we were talking about. We did it with them, and they're they they started with like more of a ska sound, but they they've transcended genres like so much. Like they they're like a rock band with some ska influence. They got some like prog in their music yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like talking to them and their influences, like their stuff ranges from like the slackers to uh coheed and cambria and like oh, that's dope. like they're in 
their influences. So they're all over the place with their sound. And I think, um, having spent as much time with them as we have lately, like I could probably see more experimentation leaking into our music down the line. Um, but right now we're, we're kind of just seeing what we can do with the genre that people thought they knew. Sure. That's awesome. Sure. Yeah. It shows it's yeah. like, it's awesome. Yeah. It, like we, we all do come from, from slightly different musical backgrounds and i think we have that it's yeah. just feeling comfortable experimenting with that now and yeah. you know we've had a few lineup changes and added members and stuff but now i think we're feeling a bit more stable in that yeah. and we now that we're like recording and stuff you know we're all a lot closer and feel i think we feel like i feel like anyways that's that's going to be like a possibility soon for us to really like yeah start doing that yeah because like you know nick said he comes from a metal background and, and is way into funk as well and jazz and like scott scott and justin are our way into the skate punk like no effects yeah. and that kind of thing cool. scott also listens to like old school rock and he listens to hip-hop and stuff yeah and like i can't tell you how many times i've climbed in his car and just had like nwa yeah <laughs> blasting yeah. and it's just like okay yeah let's incorporate it but i it relate is. to like, that i have yeah uh, nwa straight out of compton in my cd player in my car yeah since i bought it and it's never come out nice, nice. <laughs> it's like nice. i always listen to like spotify or whatever but yeah. if my phone's dead that that cd's just going on perfect every time mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so we're coming up on an hour here we usually do a couple minute break and then okay. we'll hop back awesome. and we can dig more into you guys yeah sounds good okay be right back, back. Get hey everybody <laughs> hello hey chill out dude <laughs> 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 what the fuck is this shrek is love what get out of the swamp donkey Oh, he's, he's trapped behind the frame and no <laughs> What? I'm all for this. This is my religion now. <laughs> what? Imagine owning like a little Shrek. Dude, it looks perfect. Oh, yeah. It a roar. Look at those weaves. Oh, Who spends their time making that's that? So that's amazing. Where did that idea come from? Yeah. You can Honestly. say that about a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Have you ever heard the... Um, so originally, Chris Farley was supposed to voice Shrek. And there's okay. actual... Like, oh, is there um, like a demo reel? Yeah, there's demo reels of uh, Look that Chris up for Farley um, with his lines. And it was like a, t- a totally different vocal performance as it would be. Um, but then, of course, Chris Farley uh, passed away, unfortunately. Jeez. I wonder how it would have sounded like. This is it here. Oh. I guess we'll find out. Or not. Hey. Nothing like a fire and a noble romantic mission to warm the cockles of your heart. Yeah. That's not Chris Farley. Thank you very much. Weird. I think it's actually funnier because it's Chris Farley. Yeah. He's not doing a voice. I get what I want. Which is? Now come on, what do you want? I don't have time to set it to music. Oh, uh, it doesn't suit it. Oh, yeah. He's almost condescending. You know, That's so weird. I'm living in a van down by the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to talk about it? Why are you answering 
Do you guys relate to Shrek? The fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't <Yeah>. know. <laughs> Do you feel like an ogre? <laughs> Do you feel like you have layers? <laughs> I mean, like if if I had a nice plot of land in a mosquito-ridden swamp, I'd probably be pretty fucking pissed if people started intruding. <laughs> True. True. Ew. Mosquitoes. Yo, you guys remember that scene where he makes a candle out of earwax? Yeah. Oh. That's the most sickening thing I've ever seen in a I movie. Feel, I feel like if you could actually do that, though, and hit up that Etsy market, <laughs> you, you <laughs> could find some dark people. That's candle. so like true, the man. The most natural, most yeah. artisan <laughs> candle. Topped with hair from under my knee. Yeah, free, free range earwax. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Even though the Etsy market is now just people buying stuff on Wish and then just like yeah, painting it or gluing it with something else they bought off Wish and then yeah. being like, "Hey, it's this I just keep seeing it's 500% markup. I just keep seeing rocks yeah. tied to metal tied to strings." Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah. Like uh What's that supposed to be? Like 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 a, decor a necklace or a bracelet or you hang it up your ceiling or <laughs> your wall or yeah. I don't know. <laughs> also, the rocks are supposed to heal you. Oh, yeah. like quartz? Healing rocks, yeah. Maybe yeah. that should Topaz. be our next merch purchase. Healing rocks? TNB healing rocks. Theoretically nameless With 100% more skank. <laughs> I would buy the fuck out of that. Yeah, yeah that, you would. That, that has, like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Neither. Forget it. I'm trying, yep. I'm, I've been trying to, and I don't want to give this away on in case people are going to try and steal this idea, and not that it's really a stealable idea, but <laughs> I've been I've been trying to uh, I've been trying to like think outside the box for for band merch for a while, and like what four four out of the six of our band members are vapors, so I was like, that's kind of an untapped market, like a vape juice do, flavor. Do our own vape juice. Flavor. <laughs> Yo, and I looked, yeah. I looked, that, I looked Fucking... into it, and like, there's really not a lot of bands doing it yet. Is there a I few? Think, I think I think um, some of like one like one larger like classic rock band is doing it. Right now. Okay, I don't remember who. probably Kiss. Yeah, yeah there, there's <laughs> like this like, huge like, electronic. <laughs> Gwar, yeah. They probably yeah. have a vape juice. But, you know, like, <laughs> Blood. As you said, our our bassist Justin works in a vape shop, so like put that shit on display and you know, dude, take, that's such a, a good idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. What would the branding yeah. be on it? Like, what would what would each of your flavors be? Well, we got the muffin. Yeah, we got the we got the something oh, natural yeah. like churros. Yeah, <laughs> one of our friends designed. Like churros. <laughs> <laughs> one of our friends designed a, a mascot yeah. for us. Just he was doing some art, and it's like a, it's like it's like a cupcake man. Yeah, oh, imagine, yeah. Roll, roll yeah. Around imagine a, a bottle of liquor. Yeah, it's like Mr. Potato Hand. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Potato Head, but it's yeah. like a, a cupcake, and he's like all strung out, and yeah. I like that mascot. Yeah, a, yeah, we could do like a cupcake. We've been trying to juice. put them on t-shirts, but t-shirts are expensive. With the more color, yeah. So we're trying to like <laughs> he's a color. We're trying to workshop him yeah. a little bit to make yeah. him cheaper on a t-shirt. I feel like you could probably pull off like some like a. Uh, a toned down, yeah. like minimalist, yeah, like absolutely. nice line work version of him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. Well, I mean, Evan, you, if you, you get... if you pull up their Instagram, there's a photo of it on there. Or we, like, we've right, seen I some other bands get pretty creative with their merch lately. Like, uh, yeah. 
We were thinking about doing some high vis merch because <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> our band's called Danger Liker. Oh, oh shit! You guys are Danger Liker. Okay. That's an amazing. Yeah, that's like one of the best band names I've ever heard. By the oh, way. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, um, I think our handle is just theoretically nameless band. Let's see if here's, this sober this, person can spell it right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for our merch, we've just been thinking of like just high vis merch or I don't I know. I saw you guys at like Maxwell's that. when you opened for Intervals. Oh, really? That was somewhere, yeah. Fantastic. Oh, hey. shit. Thanks, man. Jeez. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, it's that fine. was... Uh... It's nice to meet another fan. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There's only three of us. Yeah, you rock out pretty hard. Go up a bit. Let's see. Cupcake there, man. Right there. Oh, Cupcake man. man. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, pastry man. A little cherry on top. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Oh, he's got my friend Ian Doyle and I think... He's got like a... Coloring and inking by Megan Maxted. Licorice eyebrows. What's the thing on the What's the thing on the beer bottle? Oh wait, no, that's himself gripping around. Uh, his fingers yeah. gripping around. Yeah. Cool. What do you think? Where do you think he's going? He's giving them the old oh, razzle we'll dazzle. <laughs> <laughs> well, silence. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you, didn't you buy some sweet merch at the Slacker show last week? Know, yeah. Did, you yeah. put us in like a I weird got, roadblock. I, uh, at the Slacker show, I, I was able to get, um, I got a onesie for my daughter. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like up to 12 months and it's just a black Slackers onesie with the with the band name and some checkerboarding what? on it. They know their fucking audience yeah. so well. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> that's shit, crazy. Right? Yeah. Buy it for your grandkids. Yeah, They're either like 20 and they got a kid or they're 60 and they got a grandkid, yeah, right? Exactly. I'm, seeing, I'm seeing a lot more of that. Like some of the touring bands coming through Maxwell's and stuff, they're, they're doing like onesies and yeah, it's really it's interesting. Like, like baby merch, kind of yeah. niche, oh, but yeah. like you know, the parents that enjoy your band are probably gonna eat it up. Oh yeah, like I don't look good in band tees anymore, so at least my <laughs> child will. <laughs> There's one band I played with at Harmony, and they actually sold habanero hot sauce as merch, and it was fantastic. Like they had a little sample board with chips and the hot sauce, and they just gave it to everyone, what? and then you could buy a bottle of hot I'm sauce. I'm so for $12. happy the what? music Favorite industry is such bullshit <laughs> that you you guys have to make. Hot sauces yeah. and vape juices. Yeah. I wonder if they yeah, just yeah, yeah. This is good for the, the consumers. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some bands do coffee. Yeah, like make yeah. their own, like their own, roast their own coffee beans, and it's like a dude in lager sells um vegan, I think um beef jerky. Vegan beef jerky. Yeah, I wonder what it's made of. Uh, I don't know, but the spices Soy get sauce. real hot at the end. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> vegan beef jerky though, like it's like because I guess I guess we just call meat, it so like what vegan jerky. Yeah. Yeah, I guess vegan drink. Yeah. yeah, what are you dehydrating? Like I tofu tried or some tempeh? the other day. My girlfriend's a vegetarian, and uh, there's no taste until the end where all the spices <laughs> just kick in. Uh, no, <laughs> no, it was it was um, it tasted like the flavoring, the texture was fine. Like it didn't taste weird, but it only tasted like whatever flavoring was on it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, just well, like, it's not bad. It's just it like overloaded like spices. Barbecue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel Not like without me, the meat but... flavor, that's just so overpowering. <laughs> like, that's too much. I don't know. Some veg stuff is like pretty good. Like Not yeah. tofurkey. I've heard, to, I've heard tofurkey's pretty good. Well, you heard wrong. The, the best thing <laughs> I've ever I heard had, the, uh, the, the, the orange Beyond chicken. Burgers are like, Beyond burgers are amazing. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. And so is that like a brand that makes that? I think like so. Beyond? I think it's just Beyond uh, Meat or something. Sarah's carries it now. Yeah, yeah like I was going to say, I see it at the grocery stores now. But I look at it and I'm like, uh I'm good. It's honestly yeah. really good. Like I got it at a uh, and W and it like looks like tastes like it, yeah. but the only thing that it doesn't have the same as well, the meat is the smell. Like if you have a takeout yeah. bag and you're driving oh. in your car and you go home, it just smells like 
like Plants. a bunch of like yeah it just it just does not smell like meat like yeah. like i love that cooked. smell mm. after you take home a, a killing of mcdoubles and then you yeah. step back in your car two hours later and it smells absolutely random. yeah or when you work at a slaughterhouse <laughs> <laughs> one time after a show i was quite hammered and i went to the local wendy's the local Wendy's. Two minutes before so closing, and I Thank feel God like a local. dick now. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered eight cheesy cheddar burgers and eight JBCs. Hell yeah, dude. And they made it. They delivered, and I had a fantastic night with the rest of the band. I don't judge you at all. This one time I got extremely stoned. Wanted Wendy's. Yes, Bullshit, I did. Dude. Wanted Wendy's. Uh, a buddy of mine drove me there, and I think it was like... One of the first times I had worked like a shitload of overtime in my life, and I I got a paycheck that was just fucking massive, and I was like, I'm I yeah. this money's burning a hole in my pocket. Yeah. So I bought like four baconators and like six junior bacon oh, cheeseburgers. Holy and we're driving home, and I was like trying to hand other drivers like burgers. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, looks like you're having a shitty day. Take this JBC. And <laughs> what? Yeah, nobody took a burger. Uh, for yeah, I don't blame them. I uh. <laughs> I was recording an album one time, and we started first thing in the morning. So I was like, "Okay, the nice thing to do would to be bring breakfast for everybody in the band." So I, I went to McDonald's on the way, and I got a bag of like twenty breakfast sausages and just the sausages. Well, no, no, like the greasy bag. Yeah, yeah. the sausage. And I get there. And I'm just like, hey guys, I brought breakfast, and everyone's like, oh, I'm not hungry, man. Thanks though. Oh so my god! So like I'm the asshole standing here with a bag of twenty sausage McMuffins, and I'm like, so you had to lower the. Yeah. Guess I'll eat them I'm all. Just like, okay, I guess, yeah. I guess so. I'm how did this eat. story end? Uh, fifteen <laughs> sausage McMuffins left in the bag, and then they ordered pizza later. Like, come <laughs> on! At, at what point? Like, how many did you eat? And it, it started tasting fucked up. Because it always <laughs> happens with McDonald's. Like yeah. I, I yeah. eat like too much, and I'm like, "Oh, this is a natural." I can taste, right. yeah, the, the plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like as if some sort of wizard put like uh, a mirage over top of the flavors, and but it only lasts for like 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah, and then you just like take this final bite, and you're like. What I the hate fuck? myself. What, what am, am I doing? doing? <laughs> I think the worst bar food for when you're gigging is when you go and you get the burger that tastes like a hot dog. Because oh, it's happened dude. multiple times to us, to different yeah. members, and every time you just get the burger and you take one pint and you're like, there's just something wrong. I have a horrifying story. You do? Uh, do you guys know that place, Angel's Diner? Yes. Do you guys Shout out like to Angels, Angels Diner. The one, which one? Shit talk. I've, I've, had, which I've one? had good experiences, man. <laughs> I had yeah. one bad experience, yeah. and I just called it there. Which? Uh, it was the one that was on uh, Highland. There's a difference. There's Angels Diner, and then there's Angels Family Restaurant, and there are two. What's the one that was on Diner, Highland? Angels Diner, and that okay. place is gone. Is gone. It's actually a Dollarama now. I think that went out of business too. Because Dollarama? What? Yeah. what? Okay. How could a Dollarama go out of are business? Are you sure it was a Dollarama? I think it was just a dollar store, wasn't it? No, there was one beside that. That was like so called, was it was one of those like dollarama. Yeah, it was like one of those dollarama offshoots, like loaded dollar or dollar, or dollar or more. Looney like, lizard. Looney. Oh wow, Looney <laughs> lizard. Man, I forgot about that. Shout out to Looney lizard. Now you're making me feel old. You are. Remember that? Do you guys remember like the Urban Fisher Hallman uh, Plaza with oh, the Zares, yeah. the KFC? Oh, okay. Remember that little like. Then <laughs> remember like in the little um, nook. It was like a loony lizard. Oh, I know loony lizard. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude. You, you went in there and, and it's like and it's like only the name was kind of like 
attracting when you were a kid and when you always wanted to do you're like claustrophobic this is sucks in there. Not sell where are my army men yeah. <laughs> I, I used to go in there and they would have like these mixed like grab bag kind of things and they would just be in a brown bag and they would staple it shut and it was just like random shit inside of it like it was just a mystery bag oh, what's it gonna right. be is it candy that. is it toys yeah, yeah. Is it, it, was, it was always like candy and toys like mixed up but it was just like random stock that like probably got ripped out of its packaging and then they would just <laughs> yep. throw it in these yeah. bags and sell it That's exactly what it is i remember going to like i i don't remember what the name of it was but it was like a goodwill type of thing and they had these bags i went there as a kid with like four dollars and i was told i had to get something from there because that's what I was told. And the bag. <laughs> you're going to go in that Goodwill and you're going to spend $4. Drummer listening to what he's told. <laughs> Look at that. Um, and in the bag was a plastic fire truck, a plastic nut, like to go on a bolt. No bolt, though. <laughs> no bolt, just One a headphone. <laughs> and well, like a broken up. Uh, and like a Lego brick. <laughs> like, just no, like one headphone. <laughs> <laughs> and a Lego brick. What the fuck? What did you end up using out of the bag? The fire truck. <laughs> really? I felt I would have felt uh, felt cool playing a secret agent having the one earphone as like a little <laughs> earpiece. Oh my that god! Like speaking I wasn't of secret, that take him out. How many? Take him out. How many Cody Banks jokes do you get put on you oh, like, oh. on a yearly basis? Yeah, yeah. Pretty pretty much every time I meet somebody new. Yeah. Uh, I remember being asked why my parents named me after the movie. And I was just like, okay, first of all. <laughs> I was, I was fucking 12 I when the movie came out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> their parent, yeah, yeah, your parents are probably holding you. It's like, you'll name, change your name. You'll your name will make a great movie <laughs> about a child <laughs> secret <laughs> agent. I got, I got a, I got a free movie poster. <clears throat> nice. What? When the, when the movie came out, do you I like went, the movie? We don't talk about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, ha- I have. It's, a, it's at my mom's house. It's a framed like theater-sized movie poster. Holy shit. Um, for, the mo- for the movie, and it, I, like, had it tucked behind my dresser at when I hit, like, 18. I was like, this can't be out. Yeah. <laughs> question. I'm bringing like, girls still home pretty now. Late, this can't dude. be sitting out, like... When um, you were 12, did you like it? Yeah. Were you yeah, happy? Yeah, so when I was 12 and that movie came out, I went to I went to the fucking... I went to, like, the 8.30 a.m. showing. <laughs> what? Because Where I was like, I was like, a movie I was just like, yo, like this is this is gonna be like this is gonna sell out. I need to go early so yeah. I can get like a good seat. And there was like, you know, like twenty people. Were you in line being like, yeah, my name's Cody Banks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the funny, the funny thing is, so I, I went to uh, I went to the Galaxy at um, Cambridge Center, and that was my first job in high school. I ended up going there and applying, and they hired me on the basis that my name was a movie. And they're like, oh, so you're like, you must really like movies. Oh my god! So then I was there. I was there for like the first like five years of my working life, and like, yeah, it was it was something. It was an adventure. Movie theater life. Yeah. Yeah. Does it ever? When I was (laughs) thirteen. Does it ever drive you nuts? Yes. When other humans say things like that, and you're like, why are you so stupid? What are you talking about? <laughs> you must love movies. Oh, your name, okay, yeah. your, your name is in a movie. There's like a what certain, are you talking about? What kind of human are you? Why are you saying that logic? I, I started basically just denouncing that the movie even exists. Like people will be like, "Oh, you seen the movie, right?" And I was like, "What movie? What are you talking about?" Yeah. And people are like, "Surely you've seen it." And I was like, "I have no fucking clue." They're like, "It got a sequel." I was like, "Again, I don't know." Yeah. Yeah. How many times do I got to say I don't know? Yeah. <laughs> See, you, you said you got sent a poster so my uh my parents called 
the movie theater. Like, oh, my son's name is Cody Banks. I could show you his birth certificate. No. There was my mom sent a fucking article into the Cambridge Times and everything. And Holy it, shit. How do, you think, how do you think I feel? I'm in like, I'm in sixth grade. What's the you article? feel like the fucking man. I'm in sixth grade. I'm going through puberty. I'm like looking at chicks for the first time, really. And like, I'm and an they're agent. looking at you as and they're just like, you in the middle. And there's, there's, a, there's this article in the newspaper that says, an agent lives in our town. No, dude, my son is the real Cody Banks. And no. he likes Beyblades and Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, oh my god! <laughs> thanks, I was like, thanks, mom. You just cockwalked me all the way till graduation. <laughs> but also, <laughs> if anyone wants to duel in some Beyblades, <laughs> do you still that have was, the article? That was a warning Holy to everybody shit. that wanted to challenge me. <laughs> That's License fantastic. to kill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is the article at your house? I think it's still on my mom's page. Mom's fridge. keep yeah. everything. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see that article. I'll, I'll try. I'll try and get a scan of that. And yes, fuck please. yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Put it in the archives, man. But yeah, so even Holy even like uh, recently when I did my orientation, the receptionist asked me about it, and like people see it on my helmet at work on my safety helmet, and I'm just like, they're like, oh, Agent Cody Banks, and I was like, retired. <laughs> I, 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 it's I, so I get, sad that you even have to say. I that. get very sullen with them, and I'm just like, you know it creates a lot of problems in somebody's emotional life when they think back on all the killing they were forced to do. <laughs> the oh, dude. Yeah. You guys ever see that video with um, Macaulay Culkin where yes. he's like yeah. a taxi driver and he's like talking about Home Alone as if it actually happened and how it's like such a traumatizing <laughs> yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Do have you, you guys seen it? Get get left at home. Evan, you want to search that up? but twice. <laughs> Isn't that guy in like a uh, pizza yeah, themed band yeah. now, and they got booed off stage. Yeah, yeah. he runs his own website. Yeah. It's like uh, it's kind of like the Onion, um, except Macaulay M A C, and then figure it out from there. Did his parents hate him? Like, what type of name is that? Yeah, I don't know, man. Do you know what the name of the video is called? Just search up like taxi driver after it or something like that, or Uber driver. Do you guys say taxi or cab? What the. I say taxi. It's like saying, it's like, it's like saying, yeah, it's like saying think, do you guys say soda or one, pop? Yeah. Depends on the day. Wait, what? Yeah. Taxi or cab? Yeah, do you say taxi or cab? I feel like it's interchangeable. What about taxi cab? Like, are we just... It's oh, too American, that, man. Well, why not just I'm Uber? I'm sure it's pronounced Uber now, yeah. How oh, long is right. the video, Evan? All right, we don't need to watch this whole fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll get it pretty quickly. And uh, I'm Anna's husband, but my wife. Wow, he looks good, huh? Fucking job this is. Decided that she did too much blow. A couple years old, yeah. Looks like he should be in Tamer Her husband. He is. That's true. To do her job for her, you know, not that I don't shit to do. Yeah, so his his new his website that he runs now. I guess it says it's a hybrid between Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop and The Onion. The, the goop, that's the that's like the eggs you put in your vagina. Yes. Or yes. Yes. Interesting. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, that's that's a whole other Well that was exciting. Yeah. Sweet <laughs> Wanna do the musical thing? Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> uh, we we strayed from the path. Okay, so um we like to ask our guests where you guys began in your, your musical listening life. Where you came to in a a, a middle point. Kind of where thing the game got changed up, maybe an edgy it, turn, high yeah. schoolish kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then where you guys are at now. Let's start with drummer. Well, as I said before, I was a stark metalhead for a while. My first show was Lamb of God, Children of Bodom. Yeah, uh, I, I was at that scene. Oh. Yes, 
was that? Yes, that's the okay. one. Municipal Waste Open. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, fantastic show. That's terrifying crazy. show Wait, to see. Show? Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I people jumping off the second row. Yo, my friend did that. I tried it and I got, fucking, I got fucking body slammed by a guard. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Like I was, and then only I just like walked back to my seat. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Too, yeah, I was so. pretty young, so I went with a guy that was like, he he was 13 as well, but he's like one of those bigger 13 year olds. Like somehow he hit like six feet yeah. already. He's yeah. got a beard. Yeah. And he's fucking nice and husky. Big swinging. Day yeah, and he's like, yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna go fucking jump in there. You want to go? And I'm like, I'm like four feet tall, squeaky voice. I'm like, no, I'm good. And my buddy's dad gave me a sip of his beer, and I'm like, okay, I'll go. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get in there. <laughs> I didn't fucking go in. Fuck that. Jeez, come on. Wow. That was very underwhelming. What did you what did you want me to say? There was, I, I did see a guy in a wheelchair in there that uh yeah. sort of got like stuck in the pit. Uh and he mm-hmm. like wasn't able to like roll back out. Felt kind of bad for him. Did they like, just erect him up into was... a crowd surf like usual? Yeah. I don't I don't it. I don't remember. I've seen it. But yeah, yeah I, I have seen that as well. The wheelchair, wheelchair crowd surf. surf yeah. it's, it's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic amongst the YouTube free fall. Like I feel like I clicked it once in like a you know, you know guy in a wheelchair does a crazy mosh pit and then it's just YouTube related video and it's like compilation. I'm like, there's a compilation. Yeah. <laughs> compilation number five. Those are like concert plants. The bands are like, yo, we need to look look much better. Yeah. So let's get a guy. Yeah, like, I was just gonna say it's probably all just yeah. like the same they, guy. He's, he's not even. Hire. It's the same guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He doesn't even need to be in a wheelchair. They just like, yeah, yeah we got this thing. Crisis backstage. actor. Yeah. <laughs> Crisis actor. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. All right. Well, that's that's a good starting point. Um, <laughs> Why do you guys look at me like that? Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I, oh, I played, I played bass in a hardcore band for a while, and then like I said, I played bassoon pretty heavily for a while, which is... Uh, that out for us yet. You know what? You get me one. You have an extra 10 grand lying around. Yeah, yeah, I'll play it for you, you but... Okay. Really? Bassoon? <laughs> so you decided... Plastic bassoon is $10,000. What? That's, it's not right. Stupid. Yeah, that's it's worth not it. Right. There's like 14 keys for your left thumb alone, I swear. So you decided to play this instrument. So I I played the tenor sax for a little bit. And that a little bit. And then the, I found out the teacher was You're a like, bassoon no. player. And I was like, well, you know what? If she's a bassoon player, why don't I like nobody else wants to do it? I have my own part. I don't gotta worry about being with anyone else. She can teach me. And there, there I went, and you know what? It actually turned out to be really cool because that instrument plays in a bunch of different keys. Like most of the time, you're in bass clef, but like you play in alto, you play in like standard treble clef. Like, so you have to learn how to read a lot. Um, but then I joined jazz band on bass, and then I sat behind the kit one day, and that's just when it clicked. And I ended up playing, um, sorry, like uh, drums for a while, and like another hardcore band that never really went anywhere um and then i went to college and i stopped playing music pretty much and that's when i started to get into funk um hear that kids don't go to college (laughs) you'll get into (laughs) funk if you go to college (laughs) (laughs) my roommate actually listened to this sweet band called after funk from hamilton and they've gotten really successful now but their stuff was just so like groovy and innovative at the time um they had a huge band and that's what got me into like anything that has a, a nice groove to it and i i've always played guitar with it as well but i kind of dropped that aside and started practicing on a pad and then when i moved to kitchener i uh went on to kijiji just trying to find something to do and i joined the controversial sharks oh, cool. um 
and I played with them for a couple of years, and I actually met these guys at a Harmony show. Yeah, where we did a show for some, did. okay, so we're like an experimental rock band, and we got put on a bill with a ska band, another ska band, and a punk band. So seems to be how it goes. And I got drunk enough to just say the right things to Cody. Yeah. Um, I didn't he remember say? the like, conversation he's like, he's at like, all. I've always wanted to play in a band with a horn section. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, we needed a drummer. Our, our lead guitarist was playing drums for us at that point. So we needed a, we needed a drummer. <laughs> and that's kind of where yeah. I switched to that. It's a weird that. pickup line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you a horn guy? <laughs> uh, how horny are you guys? <laughs> Pretty horny. <laughs> and now I actually listen to like quite a bit of ska. Like my whole playlist at work is just ska and funk, and then there's like a little bit of indie rock, like when I'm feeling chill. So are you off the metal? I I have a soft spot for it, but I would I if anything I like gent. Okay, now, yeah, yeah. That's that's like yeah. gent and like yeah. instrumental metal. I'm not so keen on the gutturals anymore. Yeah. Fair enough. You know what? Like, I listen to like All Shall Perish and like a lot of death metal there. bands. Yeah. You want some gent? There's an eight string yeah. guitar. Got a few over there. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I just <laughs> slap my thumb on it and hope hey. something happens. I, uh, the, Good tuning, the tuning I have is like <laughs> super simple on there because I just have it to be approachable as like a six string player so it's just yeah. tuned from the bottom to the lowest to the highest like e a e a d g b e okay yeah. so it's pretty much anything you would play on like a standard six string on the low notes you can just like duplicate the same patterns yeah and it's kind of mm-hmm. got that bass range so it's like super approachable but the e is very floppy yeah it's like a, i'm still trying to figure out what i can do with like tension because with like low tunings like there's this battle between like not having too low tension but also having a decently high action just fan your frets more man just fan them out yeah i'll just get a new neck just put a stretcher on there and you're good to go you can you can buy new necks oh yeah you can buy new necks i've seen uh there's this company i don't know if you know about them they're called strandberg and they make these guitars that are like totally ergonomic they're headless and like the bottom is like carved out so like the uh the bridge is at the end and the back of the neck, um, usually a neck is kind of like a like a C shape, right? But yeah. the back of the neck has well, you can get it as an option when you get it built for yourself. That uh, when you're holding it at the first fret, usually your thumb is kind of like lower, so the the neck flattens at the bottom, but the flatness like goes upwards. Oh, that's so cool. if you're looking at the neck like this, it, the the flatness goes from the bottom and it kind of tra- like travels okay, up to the top yeah, so when you go yeah, to the high notes like your thumbs always flat up against the neck so oh, it's totally cool. ergonomic and it's yeah it's uh, i i love strandberg so i, I wish i could that's another reason why i got into music so much is because i had like an interest in woodworking and when i was in grade nine i asked my dad like can we build a guitar i just want to try and we ended up building one and it turned Damn. out like garbage I had, oh, to throw it, <laughs> I had to throw it out <laughs> i made it out of one piece of wood and it just warped like a yeah. half inch off the table in the middle so that's no good uh, and then i ended up doing it a couple more times and i finally got it and i had the uh, recordings that we have i actually have my own kit that i built out of mahogany Holy fuck. on what? there yeah. so i think that's Dude, another that's reason why it sounds so good it's solid wood all Damn. the way down what? Your yeah, own kit my that you final made? project mm. for college was a solid Holy mahogany shit. kit so it's mm, a beautiful kit can we yeah. come see it yeah, yeah man come that play sounds it. awesome <laughs> how do you make the shells so you make like a barrel uh-huh like a 20 i, th- I think it's an icosic a 20-sided octagon basically okay um and then i made a jig 
for a router that has templates of the final size, bolts running through it to clamp onto the shell. Holy that fuck. sits on top of ball bearings in like two plates of MDF. And then there's angle iron that goes on top of it, angle iron that goes through the middle of the shell, and a router sits on that. You spin the shell on the ball bearings oh. and move the router over and then do the same thing on the inside. And then I had to jig up an uh, old conveyor oh. belt to... Uh, cut it on the table saw so i had like the blade in between the two steel conveyors and was just like holding it and rolling it on the conveyor to cut the ends off and you just yeah, gave so many dads a huge boner <laughs> <laughs> that's I never, awesome i never thought Jeez. we'd run a show where we could go from engineering Can recording confirm. to woodworking do you guys believe in shrek <laughs> so you guys have a pretty amazing. dope opportunity oh wait fuck we're still going through the music. Yeah, we haven't music. even gone through. Yeah. Sorry. I'm Good sorry. morning. I'm sorry. Yeah, you guys <laughs> run the show. I'll yeah. Just, I'll just take, Christian. Away. Take, take it away. No, but that's like super cool how, you know, you guys are this like well-oiled machine of like different trades that can like apply mm-hmm. to music. You got some like audio engineering. You got some like PR stuff, yeah, I guess you could like say. Road, road like man- worn. Managed. Mm-hmm. manager kind of like duties and then like you know you're like an excellent I, craftsman it seems like so it just seems like everything works out it's like if you guys ever need anything yeah. you guys somebody are, can give yeah it somebody yeah. can give it and then all uh, and then with the like different influences that you guys have it like shows that diversity in the music and as the well, other so. three could probably fix your car so mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> perfect yeah. Yeah. have you guys done any like uh extensive rides like out from hometown where you would Rum, need rum. need the uh, need me man, uh, the mechanics <laughs> experience. I, I I can't speak for everybody in the band, but I really want to. Yeah, I really want to hit the road. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's it's a, yeah. it's it's a tough thing. Like like I said, I've got a baby at home, and our our bassist has two kids of his own. So like, and just like with uh, everybody's working full time and trying to pay their bills, it's it's yeah. just finding that right time for us to coordination is key. To, yeah, exactly. Like I just yeah. started a new job and so I, I had I used to have like three weeks vacation a year and I don't have that now. Yeah, and now like, you gotta build it back up. Yeah, exactly. So, well props to you for like you know, being able to run a family and, yeah. you know, hold the band down because that's that's hard. Like a lot of people that's like the defining moment, you know? I know, and, absolutely. Like, and I like it is tough. Like we've only i think we've only played like maximum three hours out of town okay we played like chatham and even then like i'm on the road and i'm just like "Ah, i feel like i should be home with my family right now (laughs) and it's a good time so it's been it's been nice that and i even said to my fiance after after i run of shows uh, a couple weeks back i said just be thankful like this was a run of shows where i was able to come home every night because if like we were doing what I I wish we could do. Like I'd probably be gone for at least a week. Have yeah. you guys had that conversation? Like if you're going to, yeah, out, like how you're going to work that? We we've we had conversation like that before our daughter came along. Probably um, the best time to have it. Yeah, before our daughter came <laughs> along. But back then it was kind of like, oh, if you guys are going on on the road for two weeks, like I'm coming with you and I'll yeah. just run the merch table. Or <laughs> right, right. And now it's like. Well, you better be playing some all ages shows so that the baby can come with us as well yeah. and help run the merch table. You guys will sell a lot more. Right? We're gonna need to yeah. see some ID so, on that. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's it's definitely a balancing act, and like I said, it's something that I would I would love to be able to do. Sure, um, it's just all about timing and planning. And we had a pretty like busy year last year for for a band that was really just starting to get into it. 
Um, mm-hmm. And this year, I think we've taken a bit more of a lax approach, which has kind of been nice for everybody in their personal lives. Um, but we'll get there. I think we'll get there for sure. Yeah, definitely. You guys are on a sweet trajectory. I mean, playing with mm-hmm. the slackers and then you're playing, you guys are getting the opportunity to open for Ill Scarlet yeah. in yeah. June. Thank you, Wappler. Yeah. <laughs> is that as crazy for you guys as it is for us to think about? <laughs> the, the craziest was we were supposed to play, we were supposed to open for Smash Mouth last year. But they oh. never showed up. Yeah, we yeah. were we were gonna play yeah. for Smash Mouth no. at, at Oktoberfest, and then literally the <sighs> night before the show, uh, we had sold probably eight hundred dollars worth of tickets for this show. Damn! And then the night before the show, I get a phone call at like eight p.m. Oh, and they're God. like, "Hey, just so you know, yeah. Smash Mouth isn't coming anymore, and you guys aren't playing." What? So it's the night. Yeah. It's Actual. literally the night before the show. And, you guys aren't getting your money. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, so we have to like run around and refund like eight hundred dollars worth of tickets to people. Holy now. shit! How much were the tickets? Like, how many tickets is it? What twenty, twenty five, twenty five, twenty five yeah. a person? Yeah. That's a lot of tickets. <clears throat> thirty, thirty a person even. I don't remember. Uh, yeah, something but, like that. I can't remember. That. So that was yeah. that was like a. Yeah. That was kind of like a memeable thing. We're just like, holy shit! Like we're opening for Smash Mouth, which, yeah. and a lot of people don't don't realize we relate they to Shrek. Off. <laughs> <laughs> they, Smash Mouth started off with like a huge background in ska punk. Like yeah, first their first album was like heavy with, with really? ska punk tracks on it. Mm-hmm. Wow! So like it was kind of cool to be like, hey, we we get to play with Smash Mouth, even yeah. though everyone knows them for for Shrek and All Star, yeah, but. For- <laughs> um, yeah, so Dude, that, walking on the sun is an amazing yeah. track. It's a good track. Yeah. That, that was actually on their first album. Yeah. But a lot of people think that it came out later after uh No, the, the, you, you can tell by the keys they yeah. shred on, on the, the on the track. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot them. Dan, dan, dan it. No, what was but, the guitar? Dun, the keys. Dun, 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 yeah, that's the keys. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. It's a good track. Yeah, Still yeah. listening Super to good. it to this yeah. day for sure. <laughs> Well, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were you so I? You guys were at like pinnacle hype, I assume, and then it yeah. all just comes yeah. crashing down. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Bummer. But. So, what about the middle point in your musical endeavors? Middle Where did you start point? to get edgy? I'm assuming it's with the like the metal and well, hard. Went from metal. So I listened to like a lot of old school metal, Iron Maiden. Yeah, it was that the funk transition, stuff. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then basically once I got into college, I listened to all the funk, and then the funk got me into like prog and prog jazz and jazz fusion and all that type of crap, and I got lost in that for a while, and then I realized how damn technical it was and that like only the people who are really into that enjoy it, and I stopped trying to like play that type of music um, and found that like poppier approach kind of like if you can hide the really cool stuff and you know it's there and people who are listening know it's there but you can make it appeal to people that's where i kind of yeah got off on it where you, you just make it groove and no matter who you are you can feel that groove that's when i kind of transitioned and now like i have a healthy blend of like punk ska reggae funk and then I listen to like a little bit of electronic music too, not not like cool. dance stuff, but more like ambient. Yeah, for sure, cool. That type of stuff, like retrowave stuff, or or like talking um, about like Telefon Tel Aviv kind of. Yeah, and like a, a, a lot of Dead Mouse, like the new stuff is really cool too. Yeah, Did you see a little bit of drum and bass too. Drum and bass, yeah. yeah. Did you see the thing Dead Mouse did with the uh, with like the orchestra? No, I, think I haven't it's called, seen like, that. I don't know if it was an album or like a video session or something, but it's called Where's the Drop because I don't think there is one because it's okay, just like an orchestra. Sure. 
and uh yeah he just like composed the entire thing got this huge multi-piece orchestra do you know how many no idea what the fuck you're even talking no really (laughs) yeah he put on this whole orchestra thing and he made this album and it was was oh actually no yeah i I remember seeing it's like a few months ago less than a year ago another genre that's really intrigued me lately is bluegrass Oh, which like I in my Spotify playlist, it'll just be like hardcore funk for ten songs, and then they're like, "We're gonna give you a Pharrell Williams cover in bluegrass," and you just listen to it, and they're just shredding the entire time. Like they're some of the best musicians, and they just have this feel about them. I can't do all of it when it gets really country bluegrass. Yeah. I start to not be into it. Yeah, it's hard but... to get into bluegrass, but I think the thing to appreciate, I think both coming from like a metal harder like yeah. kind of style of backgrounds and listening to music is that with something like bluegrass it's like you can really appreciate the technicality because it's like super technical and fast mm-hmm. and they're all like syncopating but all they their still instruments get crowd interaction yeah i think that's the best part like there's always people clapping along in the background yeah. and hooting and hollering and all that. just like it, it, you can picture the bar yeah that it's like high energy it. but like yeah. in a vibe kind of sense exactly yeah yeah, yeah it's cool so you like I guess where you're at now with your musical taste is just kind of a sum of everything in the past and it's just I think all shared evenly. Is the most important. If it makes you bop your head, if it makes you want to move, that's the that's the ticket. Cool. So what about you? Right. Where'd you, where'd um, you start off? Um, I it guess. It also be cringy, by the way. Yeah, yeah oh yeah. Musical no. memory. Because like, Christian's no. is Aaron Carter and mine is Shakira. Nice. Yo, I was an Aaron Carter dude, too. <laughs> yes, yeah, represent, I th- I dude. I think my first Fuck album you. was, <laughs> Fuck you was guys. a Backstreet Boys album. <laughs> Backstreet Boys? <laughs> Probably, yeah. How'd you get into it? Was it like watching it through TV or was it um, like a sibling or something no, that had it? No, uh, it was probably... Probably watching music videos when I was a kid, like whatever, and that's like what was popular. I Did guess. Did you ever catch them live? No. I went uh, to see fake Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And fake no, Spice didn't. Girls. Yeah. Perform nice. together. Nice. And I didn't find out until years and years later that it was just an imposter group, <laughs> and I was devastated. How big was I, the venue? It was huge, dude. I was like really young, but it was like some. I was probably like the Rogers Center or some shit. Were they like, singing the songs, or yeah. was it like? Yeah. Okay. There's money in tribute acts. Oh, absolutely. Was Was the band still together at that point? Yeah. It was just like, I don't know. It was super bizarre. What a market. Yeah. There'll be a cover (laughs) band of a boy band. Yeah. Remember Air Bands? In, in, oh in elementary God. school, never air bands. What's, it was like the, an air band. They would. It was kind of like you a play like air guitar. No, it was kind of like a. It was kind of like a way for I guess teachers to get like kids to creatively like work in a group together, like as opposed to like just doing like homework together in a group. It's like oh, let's do like this activity, and uh, you'd pick a song that was already made, and then you would just like lip sync and dance it in front of your class. Mm-hmm. It was the worst thing ever. There was a chick in my class who did I Kissed a Girl um, by Katy Perry, (laughs) and that shit got shut down so fast. (laughs) So fast. Yeah. It was was a very strange uh, thing to encourage, but at the same time, it was good to, like, build some confidence. What school was that? Uh, A Catholic one. I don't know if that... I remember you guys, but for me, people entering air bands into like the talent show, and they would just play like some treble charger and like jump around on stage and like shout out to treble charger. They get like a guy with a fisheye lens just in the center, and they're like like, just going in the center. (laughs) Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Sorry to derail that. (laughs) Noise. Yeah. Um, And then I guess um, 
I was just kind of into like whatever was popular. I when I was around thirteen, I started learning how to play guitar. So then I started to pay attention a bit more like guitar music but it was all pretty much whatever music videos were playing on tv for me um, okay so that's how kind of how you like soaked in your music was yeah just TV? i mean no radio or like friends giving you cds or anything a little bit uh when i got to high school things kind of changed a bit i mean my parents all listened to some good music and that kind of came back around later on for me but yeah. um then i got to high school and you know i was listening to, like some 41 and true fighters nice. and whatever was popular like you know i still like i still like that stuff but then i started meeting people with like different musical tastes and i started going to concerts uh i mean i started get, getting into the scene here and the scene here was all like hardcore back then um which i wasn't that into i kind of got into emo though which was which was big back then yeah. and like what kind of bands um, like Jimmy Eat World, I was huge Jimmy World. into Jimmy Eat okay. World and like the used and hey, I, know, okay. I still listen to MCR. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even yeah. care. MCR is fucking yeah. sick. I don't even care. Certain album, which or, album yeah. though? Or is it like just the Three whole Three Cheers is like yeah, front uh, front to back. I thought you were gonna say the Black Parade. I was Black Parade. Black Parade as a song though is a complete banger. Yeah, it's a, it like, is once once it gets past like the kind of cringy intro. Like that song is so good. Even that though, like even yeah. with it being kind of a cringy intro, it's like yeah. they like whenever someone puts that on, yeah, why you know does ninety percent of the room know the words yeah, and they it. sing it? Why? Why why? Absolutely. I don't know. Would ninety percent of this room pop, be able to dude. sing it? It's emo when pop. I was Never mind, I know what's gonna do. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Their music I know you all want to do it. I know you all want to do it. Don't lie to me. Their music videos were rad too. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had a. Wasn't Gerard like a like an animator, or he was like a. He, yeah, he was he, a cartoonist for a bit, and yeah, then he, I think he's got a cartoon. He wrote. Uh, he, he wrote the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, yeah, comic, right. Which oh, is now yeah, a Netflix right. series. That's yeah. right. Really? Oh, cool. Yeah. I wonder if he still has like if he's still. Uh, I think he's got a like, visionary behind it. hand in it some way. If it's not a producer or whatnot, but yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So where are you at now? Yeah. Um. Well, I started going to like i went to see like i saw the who i saw neil young Jeez. i saw elton john and i was like oh this is what real music yeah, that's is how you write a song like holy yeah, shit. yeah yeah and i started getting into music um and this is kind of the phase i'm, I'm still in now like uh i started listening to other stuff too like i i'm really into like like he mentioned coheed coheed and cambria porcupine tree nice. uh, like stuff like that um again attack and black. Uh, yeah attack and black oh. cody and me <laughs> cody and i share a love of that band yeah, um yeah. like i'm in the bare naked ladies which okay. my mom Fantastic. really liked and i no. kind of came back around did you see them at maxwell's no is it the same since Stephen page yeah. left i have no fucking idea no hell no <laughs> yeah. no yeah um but yeah and, and and I guess I guess before I was kind of like interested in playing guitar and music and whatever, just like what you know, with to be a part of whatever was was cool. But then like I I saw some really good artists and kind of got concert. the gears turning. And, yeah. And, yeah, and like now most of the stuff I listen to is 
just older stuff. You know? Interesting. Yeah. So do you translate a lot of the older, like, concepts of, like, songwriting and stuff and you try to bring them into what you guys do? Like, sometimes, because I know you're handle- handling yeah. more of the engineering side of things. Somewhat, but... and just, like, an approach to to music that is, like, you know, where... I don't want to say like it has more substance than music today, but it's like the, the, the feel and like, it's what's the verse to frizzle. Cause I feel like that sums up a lot of it. Yeah. It's like one of the songs we play that I wrote, um, was inspired by the magic school bus and like miss, <laughs> miss frizzle, how she always says like, take a chance, make mistakes learn a lot get messy you know yeah and um that's kind of one of like my approaches to music anyways and as far as what i'm interested in listening to it's kind of kind of what nick said at this point is kind of an amalgamation of of everything i've been into in the past but like i don't i don't really pay attention to music these days what's on the radio like i don't yeah it's hard to keep up even yeah like, even if you're and, like not i don't have spotify or any any of these services or whatever like i still buy albums oh nice i still listen to the radio mm-hmm. like that that is important to me um i find yeah i find a lot of the music that i really like these days um like i'm really into the eagles Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, Toto. Toto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Toto fucking I'm, I'm rules, a, dude. Right. Rosanna. Yeah. I'm all about Rosanna. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that shuffle in Rosanna. Yeah, like, so good. Fucking guy. Yeah, like stuff from the 70s and 80s. Like, you know, the a lot of stuff that has kind of a lot of people have think is like really cheesy. But like, yeah, like I like the Eagles. I like Rush, you know, yeah. like. Doesn't That's, go out of style. Yeah, Doesn't. I don't even care. Doesn't. So, so I guess the sum of everything where you're at now with listening is like you kind of went a little bit forward and kind of kept up a little bit, and then you kind of yeah. realize like there's some purity in in the past, mm-hmm. and then you kind of just like reel it back in, and now that's kind of yeah. where you're at. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Mm. All right, batter up. All right. Uh, so my my dad is a musician. Oh, cool. So he, he always kind of raised us on music. Like, he'd always be playing acoustic guitar on the couch and stuff like that. So, like, I was raised on, uh, first and foremost, Billy Joel, who oh, I nice. still I still listen Sweet. to, like, a shit ton of Billy Joel mm-hmm. today. He's just, like, phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Rush, Trooper, Led Zeppelin, Super Tramp. Like, I was raised on all that stuff. I didn't really, like have an interest in music until my early teens um first album i bought with my own money was uh hybrid theory by lincoln park nice <laughs> i was Classic. like huge like, i was like 10 years old and i was like i don't know what this yeah. is but i'm so <laughs> into it i was so into yeah, lincoln, park. lincoln park um <laughs> speaks to me yeah. my first concert uh when i was for my 14th birthday my friend's uh stepdad took us to see some 41 and protest the hero Oh, oh I was there. Yeah, I was at that show. I was at the Kitchener Live. And yeah. like protest the yeah. hero. I still listen to them today too. Like just I like 
I don't know how to process what these guys are playing right now. Yeah, so, dude, they're fucking monsters. Yeah. So I, I listened to protest, and then I, I had like a micro, like metal phase and stuff when I was like 13 years old, and and then you I had a micro metal. Yeah, I, I actually I grew my hair out. I had um like shoulder length hair in eighth grade and stuff. Damn, like my nice. wow, my eighth that is grade, pretty uh, micro. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then I met I met. Uh, like my my best friends around that time and they were all into like punk rock and they were like showing me like skate punk and like no effects uh they showed me like blink 182 ramones bad religion stuff like that so i was like okay like this is really cool too and then i shaved my head um my dad my dad sent me uh my first bass guitar so that was my first instrument was uh bass because my my older brother was the drummer, my dad played guitar, and so he sent me my my bass. Um, and so I I started learning how to play bass. I joined my first punk band in like eighth grade as like the front man, which was okay. And that's where I met like Chris Walton. We cool. played in a punk band together. Uh, and then my friend showed me this, uh, and this was not any of us at all. But my friend showed me this Christian ska band called uh, Five Iron Frenzy, and that was. I had, like, known ska from playing, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. What does Christian ska sound like? It's like, do-do-do-do-do, we love God, (laughs) stuff like that. Sick. Um, Yeah, but... (laughs) So, like, I I had known ska from, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, like, Goldfinger and Less Than Jake, Suicide Machines, all that. And, like, I had heard that earlier in my life, and I was like, this is cool, but I don't think I'll ever listen to this again. And then 13 years old rolls around, and suddenly I'm listening to this Christian ska band and that kind of like kickstarted a lot of, of love for the genre for me. And then I watched the movie basketball oh, with yeah. Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Never heard of it. Is it any good? Oh, it's, it's so good. It's, yeah. Really? Like if you, so if you good, like yeah. like the South park humor, yeah, you would like basketball. So how does it translate into like live action though? With like the, it's, they're great. They're, they're, they're good. It they works. Yeah. They're of, good like, actors. They got a yeah. lot of on-screen chemistry. And so yeah. there was, um, there was this, Music video attached to the DVD for that. Pretty sure Yasmin Bleeth is in the movie. She plays the love interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, <laughs> so there's on the DVD on the bonus features. There's a music video for uh, a cover of "Take on Me" by uh, Real Big Fish. Hell oh. yeah! So yeah. <laughs> I, I, we, I saw that and I was like, "Holy shit! Like this is this is really really cool." So then like my buddy and I did like a deep dive in Real Big Fish, and that, that was basically. Yeah, I started listening to a ska like almost exclusively throughout high school. I was kind of a dick about it. I was just like, I was like, don't show me new bands. I'm listening to ska now. Like, <laughs> fuck off. But if it was like, hey, yeah. you're this new ska band, you're yeah. like, no. I started growing sideburns, wearing Hawaiian t-shirts to school. It nice. was disastrous. <laughs> oh, I, I got, I, I actually got my my first tattoo at 16. I have the real big fish logo on my nice. Yeah. Um, so then uh, that was pretty much it. Like, I listened to ska all throughout high school. Like, I quit my, my punk band to start my first ska band when I was, like, 16, and we were absolute shit. Like, <laughs> nice. I'm not much of a songwriter, but I was, like, the bassist and the front man, and I was, like, I wrote songs about, like, spaghetti and stuff. And, like, <laughs> Hell yeah. That's right. I mean, I feel like, you know... Because of what ska is, it's yeah. so silly. It, it, like a yeah. Christian ska band is just like yeah. any other ska band. Yeah, you know, you the yeah, lyrics are writing, slightly... writing songs about hamburgers and stuff, and yeah, like yeah. your skateboard. Like, and I went, I went to college for radio broadcasting. Uh, I ended up getting on the station there and like doing a ska show on Saturdays. So I was bringing bands into like interview, and I was trying to like 
find all like the indie bands from Ontario and stuff and like throw their songs in. I ended up, I knew the boss, switch cause we had played a couple shows together at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had them in for an interview and somewhere along the line there, they asked me to come on like a weekend tour with them to fill in on bass, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I, I moved to Vancouver after graduation and my first week there, I went and saw this band rude city riot. And, uh, I had been listening to them since high school and I was talking to the guy at their merch booth and I mentioned I was a bass player and it turned out the guy at the merch booth was their manager. And he said, Hey, like we're actually looking for a bassist right now. Do you want to come out and jam? So I went and jammed with them and like, they're like, what of what songs of ours do you know? And I was like, "Eh, funny thing is I actually know how to play all of your songs. (laughs) Um, and then they took me like on my, on my first tour, we flew from Vancouver to Montreal. We toured Montreal and Ontario and, that Dude, was kind that's of like, fucking yeah. sick. Dream. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. yeah, so yeah, I was I was the playing. Smashers, didn't you? Yeah, we toured with the Planet Smashers and the, and the Creep Show and like. Oh yeah, Creep Show. It was I was I was this like Dude, that's legendary. I was oh, this, man. I was <laughs> yeah, this bright-eyed like twenty-two-year-old kid, and I'm in this band with like the oldest member was like a forty-five-year-old guitarist, <laughs> and that's just like. Damn. They called me the kid, and they took me on tour with them. And <laughs> That's so cool. Though. So I, I kind of learned a little bit about about it, and then we got back from tour, and people started having kids and stuff, and the band kind of separated at that point. And then that was, 45. I, that was <laughs> that was when I could run. That's when I decided to return back to Ontario, and these guys messaged me like a month before I came home, and they're just like, "Hey, like we need a new bassist in the boss switch," and so right on, I came yeah. back and hooked up with these guys, and I've been with them ever since. Hell yeah. yeah. It's a dope on. fucking tale, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, so but... where are you at uh, now, I guess, with the, like, your musical? I, I, I still listening. listen to quite a bit of ska, um, but yeah, I, I I guess it's a lot like like these guys. I kind of go back and forth. I, I pull up stuff that I listened to in the past. Like I said, I still listen to Billy Joel. I still listen to Protest the Hero. A little bit of ska in there every now and then. Cool. Any new artists you guys have, you know, found recently that have been really tickling your fancy? I'd, contortionist. I'd, contortionist. Contortionist is amazing. Yeah, they're like this metal band that used to be really brutal and like death metally and like with like lots of prog synth elements. And they got this new vocalist and he just like Language? told. Yeah, oh, and man. they just totally changed their sound and they went like, they just simmered down like yeah. their aesthetic and they're like super pleasing to listen to for a lot of different kinds of ears i guess if yeah. you want to say but it's like super approachable now so yeah sorry anyways yeah. um yeah torsion is sick though but i've been really big into this band called uh, my son the hurricane they're, they're heard fun. of them uh, they, they, they played here not too long yeah ago. they played maxwell's last yeah. month um but they're they're from saint Catharines and they've been around forever and like isn't that a huge band? They're they're like a twelve piece <laughs> band. Yeah, yeah. They have like an eight piece horn section and yeah. like holy they, fuck. They've just been selling out tour like touring nonstop and selling out every single city they play and like they're they're this cool blend of like hip hop meets funk meets ska meets like i'll have to check it out i feel like yeah i've heard their name they, they mentioned have, so many times now that it's it's teetered over the edge they have two vocalists they got this guy that like <laughs> raps and then they got this girl that gives like the melodic female vocal cool. and it's just like yeah it's very cool. wow yeah damn anything he's um, on the old kicking man. it old school yeah i mean i'm the newest any new guess, old old yeah the, bands newest, you've come across? the newest band i've been in been listening to i guess is a band that nick introduced me to uh i guess a couple of bands 
um, because I'm, I'm jamming, we're jamming in a funk project right now and I don't have a huge funk background. Um, so I've been listening to, on his suggestion, uh, Wolfpack nice and yes, snarky, puppy. Yeah, snarky, snarky puppy snarky puppy is yeah. insane yeah that they're band. unbelievable yeah just like the, you, any live video you yeah. watch you're just the sheer yeah. amount of musical talent yeah, <laughs> yeah it's yeah. just it's why amazing. can't every yeah. show be on a pair of atm h50s yeah. <laughs> it would be so good yeah. i actually i was i watched like this little short on this promoter who's like trying to do silent shows basically where everybody gets like super hi-fi uh like everyone's over isolated your monitors and... and they just listen to the band that way and, and they like dance <laughs> around and do no thing. amplification yeah like... it's so it's such an odd concept huh. you like take your headphones off and everyone's just silently like yeah i feel yeah, like the band just like hearing people breathing loudly <laughs> yeah, yeah, <maybe>. or <laughs> yeah, like, like singing off key. yeah so you can yeah. still feel the bass yeah, but sure. like that, it would sound so much better. Give so everyone one of those sound burner arm yeah. metronomes. Yeah. <laughs> so well, cool, weird. dudes. Do you do you have yeah. anything uh, you'd like to point to the audience towards? Anything? Yeah. Music news, Instagram, uh, anything band coming camps? up? Yeah, just uh, if you can spell our name. <laughs> Theoretically, nameless band. We're on every major streaming platform right now. We got eight songs available on those platforms and. Um, just to keep watching. There'll be some more. Yeah, there'll yeah, be more got, soon. Cool. Songs, yeah. Hopefully, some more shows to to promote soon. We're we're playing uh, St. Jacobs this Thursday at Block nope. Three Brewing. Really? Yeah. Two hour set. Yeah. What? So, St. Jacobs. So we'll be playing a bunch of covers, some ska punk, some other stuff. A bit of, just Billy summer, Joel. Yeah. Billy Joel. Yeah. A little bit of cake in there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So cool. I arranged a cover of just the two of us. Yeah. <laughs> So just, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Support, support your local yeah. music scene. Yeah, and then yeah, we'll be playing. Beer. We'll yeah. be we'll be opening for Real Scarlet, which is June thirteenth. Be sweet. Uh, yeah, the boss which opened for them at the Wax. Like, I don't know how long when ago? was that? Six so yeah, Six, so yeah, that yeah, that'll be really cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Theoretically yeah, nameless you. band. And thank you yeah. so much for having us. Yeah, guys. Great. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>